Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And Andy Jacobs has got the hiccups, haven't well, you? Yes, have they I gone? Have. Are they passed? Well, we'll wait and see how long this particular link takes. Okay, fair enough. Well, um, this is H&J Daily, best bits of this afternoon show. We'll be joined by an old mate, Mark Bircham, uh, formerly of QPR, uh, Millwall and Canada. He is now managing in Waterford and Ireland and the game his team were involved in the other day was incident field and actually one of the goals went viral. He told us more about that. Uh, they had the British Lawnmower Yeah, never mind the Olympics. This weekend. That's right, let's put the Olympics in perspective. And we were joined by the organiser, the spectacularly named Les Pantry. <laughs> Marvellous. Best thing about it, really, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a real sign of that there's not a massive amount going on at the moment in the world of sport, apart from the Olympics, of course. Yeah, Nathan yeah, right. Wyburn yeah. uh, is an artist who's immortalised Gareth Southgate in ice cream. Of course. It's, it's yeah. kind of that time of year um, <laughs> and we had some uh, clips of the week pewter for you we brought you we had a bit of a chat about various things here it all is good afternoon everyone good afternoon Andy good afternoon Paul and uh, start with the fact that Freddie Flintoff has just bought Phil Neville's house yes I did I see that yeah. yeah judging by Phil's results in Miami I think I'd have hung on to it I think oh yeah <laughs> You think he, you think he sold too soon? He's yeah? gone a bit early. Might there. be wanting to move back, throwing his lot into America like that. Yeah, very much enjoyed the Lions and uh, our coverage and TV coverage. Yeah. It was great on Saturday. Very exciting. Um, at one point though, that South African disallowed try. Very exciting. The crucial TMO. It took so long. I thought it was Lee Mason at Stockley Park. <laughs> and what happened there? For a long time, really. Yes, but, it was. But well, it was so dramatic, wasn't it? Mm. It was just you know it was right down to the wire. Fantastic. Macca's commentary was excellent. Oh, he's great. Great, He's a great rugby great commentator. Work. He is. Kits off. Is he a naturist in his spare time? I'd like to think so. It's yeah. a great name, isn't it? That certainly is. <laughs> and uh, what else have I got here? Oh yes, uh, watching a bit of the uh, hundred. I love the hundred. I'm really quite into it. Emily Arlott bowling for Birmingham. She yeah. Bowling, yeah, and she got hit for four. I swear I heard her say, "Oh dear." But what a great shot. Do you think she talks like that? I mean, she's quite a doubt if she does. Was it, it, she is related, isn't she? She is related, yeah. Was he sort of great-granddad, granddad or something? Or I th- do don't know? know exactly, but she is related. This now. is the, the late great, great commentator, uh, John Arler, of course. Yes. Uh, still cricket in and the talking family. of 
commentators, mm. I, I do love Christine in the gymnastics. Yeah. So there's no commentator that's more knowledgeable than Christine. She's yeah. fantastic. But honestly, some of her, you're nicely into the Jaeger there. You think, what, Jaeger bombs? So <laughs> they will be into the, they will be nicely them into the Jaeger if they win gold. <laughs> yeah. Here she is with a Pockford turn. Is that Jordan Pockford? <laughs> I don't know, it might be. Here's the Shap. Could be Cyril Shaps or Grant Shap. And a shoot front half turn. I thought that was in the Kama Sutra myself. <laughs> okay. quite, quite possibly. <laughs> Tremendous. Yes. But, what, but yeah, you so don't need, knowledgeable. You do need to know. I mean, I'd say it's kind of lost on me. She's shouting out what all these moves are, <laughs> but seconds later, I've forgotten them. Well, it's a bit true. like the, the taekwondo. I mm. mean, I was watching it yesterday, yeah. and obviously desperate for our, our fine fighters to, to win medals. Yeah. But the scoring system, I, I mean, I've, I've looked it up today. I've actually gone back and watched this kind of idiot-proof video, and I think I've got it now. Yeah. I think we're going to see some more taekwondo later on, another potential medal. 14 GB. No, it's great. This is the beauty of the Olympics. I can't believe these people like Piers Morgan saying no one's interested. That's not true. It's the Olympics. You know, even if you, you know, as you hear, oh, the British girls come 12th, you think, oh, that's a bit disappointing. But then you think, she's the 12th best in the world at yeah. what she does. That's pretty good. Even to get to the Olympics is fantastic. And I think it's really marvellous. I mean, it's my sort of every four year interest in dressage. Come on, Charlotte! <laughs> <laughs> You've got to be, isn't it? That's what yeah. it's about. I think, you know, there was always that feeling that it's been troubled and we talked a lot about the backdrop to it a lot of Japanese people didn't want it but now it's started now it's happening yeah. it is all about the sport isn't it and, and I, uh, went, I went back on Friday because the opening ceremony was on while we were doing the show and I couldn't really pay it full attention I, I, I watched the whole thing except for the athletes coming in and it was marvellous it was perfectly pitched it was restrained the sequence where they recreated all the different symbols of of, athletic, of, of the sports in the games was absolutely terrific but not for Sandra Queen who wrote to the star who wrote to the sun today and said I watched the opening ceremony of Tokyo Olympics expecting one of the best ever uh, to say I was disappointed is an understatement. It was a subdued display, not close to Rio or London. You think, well, of course it yeah, wasn't. Read the room. Honestly, these people, what, what do you want to have Super Mario jumping up and down saying how great everything's been Where the last are you? Where you? Drop me pen. Just keep talking into the mic, Andy. Just the 20 years. I just dropped me pen. I tell you what, I'm going, how's that working out? <laughs> That's a good and natural approach. I could have stopped speaking, but... Yeah, well, you, know, you could have done. You could have been you know, professional now. You do. Um, Tom Daly, tremendous. And, yeah. uh, and Omid uh, tweeted about it. Of course, Omid um, Jalili met Tom during the Splash. He was fantastic. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So, yes, yeah. so he was there. He, that was the the celebrity diving show, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. do you think of what uh, Tom Daly has sort of begat, really? I mean, that's a classic example. Would there be a celebrity diving show without uh, without Tom uh, getting no. into people? they probably come back into diving. bring it back. It, it, it took, took me back. We're going to be having a chat with their diving academy shortly, but it took me back the first time when he uh, when he appeared mm. in the uh, 2008 games and um, we chatted to his late dad, Rob, didn't we, the day afterwards yeah. and had a chat with him when we first met uh, Tom and interviewed him. He, he turned up, I think he came in with his dad in, in his school uniform still. It's it's like... It's, it's a great... It's like Tiger winning the Masters at mm. 45, whatever he was. You know, it's a great achievement, this. You know, to do to do three Olympics, you know, just to come up with bronze and then suddenly pull out the gold from nowhere. I was looking at the previews, but well, no one predicted this for this day, that Daly would do anything in this particular event. Yeah. So it's, you know... It's and a, we should salute Matty Leaves alongside oh, yeah, well him, who really... I mean, you know... Again, mm. he, you know, he did 
so well. He said he probably wouldn't have got into diving without that inspiration of Tom Daly, which yeah. is amazing. And what a morning for Leeds. It's a very, very hard event. That. But uh, talking about me, he won £33,000 on rolling in it on Saturday night. Yes, I did catch a little bit of I, that. He didn't win. The contestant did. He well, doesn't get the money. No, the no, he won it with her or for her. Yes, that's right. It's my new guilty pleasure, rolling in it. You like it? I've even got it on my phone. I know you're a big Stephen Mulhern fan, I am. Andy. I know you told him yeah. that when you saw him. I'm, didn't I'm you? pretty. I, every time I go use it on my phone, I, I win. I beat the challenger that I'm playing against. Okay. Oh yeah. You, is there is there a cash prize or is no, it just a bit of fun? Just, just a bit of fun. You've become obsessed with rolling in it. That's, <laughs> yes, what, that's, that's what's happened. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Paul Hawksby, Andy Jacobs here on TalkSport. It was a crazy game of football mm. uh, at the weekend over in Ireland. Uh, Athlone Town played Waterford FC and uh, we'll be chatting to the Waterford manager, old friend of the show, Mark Bircham, in a moment. It was an absolutely crazy game. That's all. One team, 2-0 up, brought back to 2-2, then Waterford going 3-2 uh, behind, um, then it going to 3-all, uh, then uh, mm. a former... Um, a player who played over here, Greg Halford, you'll know the name, uh, sort of Forest fans, oh, Cardiff yeah. fans, Greg, well known, scored a goal, popped up, and that looked like it. But uh, then this happened, we'll get across to the, I, I think, the Athlone Town uh, commentary team. Athlone just have to try and pump this ball forward and try and get something. So, we're just yeah. going to run forward. McCauley tries to hit one from long range. Over. What a goal! Paul McCauley! What a goal! This is so Absolutely unbelievable. I've never ever. 
It was pretty amazing. It he was. basically that was that made it four all. Straight from the kickoff, uh, when it looked like yeah. the game was over. I thought the commentary was a bit biased there, <laughs> really, honestly. <laughs> well, let's ask uh, on the receiving end of that. I'm sure delighted to hear it again. Uh, although <laughs> well, it all turned won, out all right in the end. end. <laughs> Is the Waterford uh, manager, Mark Bircham. Good afternoon, Birch. Afternoon, chaps. Could you believe that? I mean, it was like the dying seconds, and really the only way they were going to save this game was to score directly from the kickoff, and that's what they yeah. did. Yeah, the way that game was going, it was just normal, and it really. To <laughs> <laughs> say I weren't best pleased with my goalkeeper would be an understatement, but because I got sent off, I'm up in the stands, so it was like watching a, a live horror show. It was, <laughs> I, couldn't, I was trying to tell it to get back, but it couldn't get it out there, and you could see it was literally the last kick of the game. Yeah. So you, you, you he redeemed s- himself in the pen, though, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah we're mm. lucky through me, did, yeah. <laughs> You'd been sent off, Birch. I mean, were you were you wrongly sent off? Would you say? Oh, yeah, I would say that. I got my I got my appeal hearing on Wednesday, so I, I won't go too much into it. But no. I'm a spiky character, but I've never got booked for dissent in my playing career or coaching career. Right. And I felt like a bit like Al Capone, where they couldn't get me on anything, so they got me on a technicality for throwing a. <laughs> For throwing a water bottle when we celebrated that I was drinking and then I got sent off for that. Didn't know it was a rule. So wow. hopefully it'll get overturned. Okay. So, yeah, we scored the equaliser in the last minute and I was drinking a bottle of water and I threw it in my celebrating into our empty dugout and the fourth official decided that was a sending off offence. So Wow. You, you live and learn. You've been involved in a lot of games over the years. Was it up there with the maddest, would you say? Yeah, it was considering how it was going. It was played in good spirit a good we were tuning up in the cup and it was all going well and then the referee just had an unbelievable I'd say 30 minutes where other than sliding one in at the back post and nodding one in he'd done everything against us yeah, uh, <laughs> centre player, player off uh, uh, Woody got sent off he got sent off for kicking the ball away but he was halfway for a one-two pass and he passed it to our player and the ref sent him off for that so that was just when it spiralled and he gave two penalties against us. And, yeah, it was just crazy. But luckily, oh, we won four or two and penalties and got through. Your boy showed a bit of character, having been 2-0 up to 2-2 and then 3-2 behind to come back, I guess. Yeah, I, I was disappointed with them. How <clears> they should have dealt with it better. It's hard when everything's <clears> going against your players and off two penalties. But I can say probably six weeks ago that they'd never have been able to get back into the game or never get through that game. And we had a bit of adversity last week where our centre-back and our goalkeeper clashed spaces and they had to come off to really bad injuries and then we had to reshuffle and manage to win that game against Ligo. So, yeah, they're improving every week. So Mm. hopefully, fingers crossed, next round we get a decent draw. But it was probably, the the signs said it, when they, they drew it first of all, we had Tipperary at home. And then they messed up the draw and had to start again. And then when they turned it again, we had that flown away. So I think the Omens were there right at the start. We we had a chat with Greg Halford. I think he went on to South End on a short-term mm. deal. And I think he popped up with an important goal for them as well. So he was the one who scored the equaliser, as we said, sort of played at uh, Forest and Sheffield United and, and Pompey. So a very experienced guy. Yeah, and that's what we needed because when I first come in, I think our average age of the team was 21. So we needed some experience. We got Greg in, we got Anthony Wadsworth in, who's played league football for Ipswich, Colchester, to name a few. Eddie Nolan, ex-Irish international, who's quite local. We got him in from Crewe. 
and we managed to get a spine of the team with a bit of experience and it seems to be working. The owners and the chairman have backed me in the transfer market and we seem to be reaping the rewards at the minute. I think the last eight games uh, we've won five, drawn two and lost one. So it seems right. to be working. Yeah. You sound like you're enjoying it as well. Yeah, really good. Really enjoying it. And it's a it's a really good level, the, the league out here. I think making it, when it got turned into a, a, a summer sport as well, it's helped it because better pitches, better services to play on. And yeah, really enjoying it. Well, after about a month's time, I might have changed my mind. Yeah. But at the minute, I'm really enjoying it. Where would you, I was going to say, where would you set the level, Birch? What's that? Sorry? Where the level? Well, yeah, where uh, would you say the level is in terms of sort of English football? It... it <laughs> It's hard. I would say. I would say like it would come to about League Two conference level, mm. really, and that, that's the mix of it. And but it's a, it's a young league as well, so there's a mix of youngsters. There's some older ones coming to finishing their career out here. So there's a little bit of a mix like that. But technically and tactically in the league, it's, it's, it's very good standard. I'm glad to hear your phone's working now because you didn't ring me after the uh, Champions League, so I realised you had a problem with your phone. Yeah. <laughs> You'd want to congratulate <laughs> Chelsea on their fine <laughs> win, obviously. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't know what happened there. You have to fill me in there. I, mean, I think it was going to be one of the worst summers of my life, Chelsea winning that, Brentford going up, England losing the final. Hmm. And if I'd have gone out in the cup on that, I think I'd have just given up on football and just started watching that rugby. I imagine, yeah, it would have been difficult. You would have been watching uh, England in the Euros, surrounded by Irishmen, and you told us before a lot of them were were rooting for the opposition. Uh, you would have watched Chelsea winning there, probably surrounded by a good few Chelsea shirts because they've got a big Irish contingent. So it's not been easy watching it from afar, from your point of view, I wouldn't think. No, it's been horrendous. <laughs> Football has been horrendous to me the last couple of months. But... I'm a strong character. I've got for it, and hopefully, I'm going to reap rewards for it later on. Keep your beat man useful too. So that's a bonus. They did, yeah. I know, well, they I, did. Know, yeah. I know it's the worst thing that could probably happen because we're now going to win the FA Cup, League Cup, probably the conference, uh, UEFA conference. We're going to win that. All the fans think it's easy because we won a pre-season friendly. But <laughs> uh, we're hoping for a good season this year and maybe minimum playoffs for us. So, um, who, who you got next? In oh, funny enough, we saw a thing earlier on. They did a draw. RTE put the the, uh, the GAA the Gaelic Sports draw up earlier on. I think it was for the hurling. I think it was for the, even for the football. But they put Waterford FC in there by accident, and I think quite a lot of people on social media saying that might be quite difficult. Um, so I don't know if you saw that. You've been uh, you've been drawn against. I said we well, find out who you're drawn Temporary, against. Temporary. It's a long way. Right? Oh, yeah, it's a long way. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if this is even this is even in football. I think you've been drawn in the hurling against somebody. Yeah, so you've, yeah. <laughs> you have to, yeah, you're going to have to put a side out, aren't you? <laughs> but I, I scout them early in Tipperary. We're going to go 4 4 2. I know you're allowed 17 players in it. Have you been getting into the, Have you watched any Gaelic football or hurling yet or at all? Have you been getting yeah. into the local sports? Yeah, I've been watching it. I haven't got a clue what's going on, but <laughs> it seems quite exciting. And yeah, I think they, they're, they're right into it, as you know, here. and... Uh, once the crowd start get back into it, they have got the finals coming up. It'd be mayhem out here. But yeah, we're just we're just concentrating on our little sport that is football, and we're we're doing right. We got I let me get it right. I've been practicing with the local Indra like Drogheda away. That's mm. what we got United. I think that was meant to play Chelsea on. They were yeah. Friday, got called off. So yeah, we, we've got them on Friday, which will be a good, a good game. I think we can keep the run going.
Yeah, it used to be it used to be a kind of regular trip, didn't it? I mean, I think it's become again more more teams had hoped to go to Ireland because it was something Tottenham always played in Cork. They always yeah. had a couple of games yeah. every summer. Uh, Ireland. It's one, the, it's one of the few things about COVID that's all right that they haven't got to go to the Far East and you know slap all around the world, yeah. America. I never thought that was a great idea in pre-season. No. Where was where did QBR no. or Mill will always take you, Birch? Where was where were the, where were the, the delights of Britain that you used to go to? Well, I just well, I mm. just think as a pre-season tour, you couldn't get better than the Ibiza Cup when we won it with QBR. I think the Ibiza Cup, a quality quality <laughs> pre-season, and I think they stopped it after we won it, so we're still holders at the Ibiza Cup. Mm. So, yeah, one of the greatest greatest achievements in football. What could possibly go wrong sending a load of footballers to Ibiza to play <laughs> football? Yeah, yeah, really. It's, uh, I'm surprised it, it's it's still not going, aren't you? Trust, trust, trust me, Ian Holloway mm. made us pay for it when we got back. It's like, <laughs> when we got back, it was the hardest two weeks of our lives. But there, it was like a stag do. It was amazing. <laughs> and your brother Lee, of course, is, is in management as well over here in, in non-league. Yeah, yeah, Emil Hempstead, so mm. his local club, he's, he's doing really, he's actually assembled a really good team together, so hopefully he's, he's doing really well this year, and he'd be looking to get in the playoffs. He nice might have a pre-season, I might have a pre-season over here in Watford, it'd be nice. Yeah, that's going to say that, it might be yeah. nice, wouldn't it? Bircham v Bircham, that would be very yeah, be good. be fun, yeah. Excellent. Well, look, good to talk to you, you've gone viral, your team, uh, not necessarily in the way you would have wanted, but uh, you have gone yeah. uh, viral over the weekend, that goal's been everywhere, so uh, good... Good luck on the might, on Wednesday. Cheers. I might go my, more viral if I don't get off my pill Wednesday. Yeah. So I might go more viral then. So I'll let you know. Okay. Cheers, Bert. Thanks very much. All right, chat. There we are, Mark Bircham there, managing at uh, Waterford over in Ireland, involved in a crazy game of football uh, at the weekend. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, we hope to bring you good news, uh, but it is silver for Lauren Williams in the taekwondo. Uh, Matej Jelic, oh, the gross. Croatian like you said goal. she was in the lead right to the last yeah, three but that seconds. That is the nature. That's what we've been seeing. None of us who know anything about taekwondo have seen in the last 48 mm. hours that that is the case. It was a great sort of kick to the head, wasn't it? It was oh, brilliant because yeah. she was behind the Croatian girl right at the end. She got him one big shot right at the end that just took it away from Lauren Williams. But... Um, Wow, it was right down to the wire. They were level, weren't they? With about yeah, three exciting, seconds yeah. left. So, you Not know, we know what's going on. It was really no, exciting, I, I yeah. think you can, as I said, there, that was no leg dangling going. That was a proper kick to the head. Oh, so yes, you could yeah. see that was point scoring, and that's what made the difference. But still, well done to Lauren Williams. It's still uh, silver. She'll be disappointed, I'm sure, at the moment, but a lot to be proud of. But to Croatia, take the gold. Uh, anyway, it's uh, Paul Hawksby and uh, Andy Jacobs here on Talk Sport. And the British Lawnmower uh, Racing Championships returned. Yes, this another weekend. thing we're experts on. Yes. <laughs> well, we're we going to need a little bit of help on this. Uh, it's back, I think, after an 18 month mm. uh, break. And we're joined now by the organiser, Les Pantry. Good afternoon, Les. Good afternoon. Hi, how are you? Good, thank you. Good, yeah. Um, so d- talk us through how it works. I mean, I take it it's lawnmowers going very quickly, ride on lawnmowers, but uh, how souped up are they? Uh, well, these are standard domestic lawnmowers originally, originally designed for grass, and we soup them up. We specify what engines they can have, what you can do with them. Uh, group 3s and 4s, they can go up to 60 miles an hour. Wow. And group twos, which are a roller driven with the grass box on the front and a trailed seat, they got to about forty five, I think. Do you get extra points for leaving a nice stripe? <laughs> yeah, normally, yeah. <laughs> now, unfortunately, unfortunately we have to take the cutters off. 
Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, it could be dangerous. Could be very dangerous. What, what sort of people enter this? Is it people who who normally use lawnmowers in their job, or I, just people, I wouldn't you know, think so. Would they? No, I, mean, I don't know. People, any... you know, gardeners and people like that. <laughs> no, any, anybody, anybody can enter uh, if they if they're into well, if they're a petrol head um, and they're into motorsport. I mean, yeah. we hold a twelve hour every year um, near near Whisper Green, Billingshurst area. What, like a um, Le Mans for yeah, for yeah. lawnmowers? Yeah, it's a 12-hour uh, race at night, 8 at night, 8 in the morning. Yeah. Um, Sterling Moss has won that. Um, Derek Bell's won it. Oliver Reed's won it. Wow. Uh, we've had various Formula One pit crew teams come and race. Um, I'm trying to think of else, but it was various. And we get we try and get various celebrities to come and start it for us. But, yeah, that, that race has been going on for, well, we, the club's been going for now for nearly 49 years. So. Wow. Did you have crowds in this uh, yesterday? Uh, no, well, well, we don't normally. The only ones we have paying crowd is for the twelve hour. But this one, if anyone wants to come along, they can have a look. We had about a dozen people, you know, standing on the ropes, having a look, asking, you know, what we do, how we do it, and they want to build one now. So, so is this the first one you've done for two years? Did you miss it no, last year because no, of COVID? No, 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 you carried on. No, what we did, we we actually stopped um, in two thousand nineteen. Two thousand twenty, we didn't race at all. I actually did some racing in Europe. Mm. I went. Uh, and then we restarted again. This is our third event this year. What's the fastest time ever for a, a, a lawnmower? Do you know? Um, well, that, that's the, for the fastest speed. I know um, Bobby Cleveland was uh, 96 miles an hour. Wow. Um, that was in America. But there is a Honda out there in the country. Well, in this country it was built, but it's mm. not original mower. It's got uh, a motorbike engine in it, and it's got car wheels on it, so it's not an original. Right. I mean, looking at it now online, it, it's, it looks like karting, really, doesn't it? Well, they they are original grass cutting, yeah, original lawnmowers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It looks... And we, we specify what, what they can actually know, what engine you can put on there, what the dimensions are, and we try and keep it the same appearance as an original mower. It's not a hover class, though, is it? <laughs> oh, well, yeah, okay, yeah, you, you can't uh, don't go. No, Andy, no, there isn't. <laughs> so, uh, Les, who won? Uh, well, we've got three, three, um, three groups of racing: Group Two, Three, and Four. Uh, group Two was, which is the roller-driven version, that was won by Roger Nolson. Mm -hmm. um, he's uh, from Bristol. Um, he's in the. He's works in NHS, I think. Uh, group Three was won by Sean Townswell. Um, he's the son of uh, a famous Ian Tanswell, who's won everything uh, years ago. And Group 4 was won by um, Alfie Smith. I think he lives down in Burgess Hill somewhere. He's, uh, he does tarmacking. Marvellous. OK, we've got all the results. We've got everybody up to speed. Tremendous. Um, yeah. Well, look, good to talk to you. Thank you, Les. Yep, certainly. Yeah, it's been great, great talking to you. If any time we've got another race, come, uh, come and get us, and we'll be back on again. Let us know. We're going to get Andy have a go. Oh yeah, he's got right, to okay, the, yeah, 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 brilliant. Yeah. Next race, next yeah. race in two weeks' time um, near Blindley Heath. Oh, okay, fantastic. There we are. Uh, Les Pantry, there, organiser of the British Lawnmower uh, Championships. Predominantly not gardeners, I think. It's not me and me might have, but. Presented by the former star of Bonanza, Lawn Green, <laughs> Patrick Mower and John Deere. Yeah, that's right. You've got that out of the way, have you? Fantastic. So, uh, I still there a hover class. You sent me a task earlier on, and we ought to set this over to the listeners because I couldn't come up with any. We were, yeah. we were talking about uh, Gareth Southgate in ice cream. You were saying. Well, we are going to speak to the guy yeah. that's immortalised Gareth Southgate. Gate in 
ice cream. You're using yeah, wafers ice cream, and ice cream. Ice cream footballers. That is quite tricky, You were just tricky, you were trying really, to think yeah. some ice cream footballers? Yeah, it was difficult, really. Well, we'll put them to Paul our Flake, guest. Paul Flake, I came out if, with. If Paul Flake, that's, that's about <laughs> it, is it? <laughs> yeah, was, yeah. Former Manchester City player. <laughs> yeah. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSH&J. Have you ever got your hands on a giant check, Andy? Uh, I don't mean Jan Collar. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about the, no, one of those ones the things they hand winning, out. Because yeah. I saw the picture. We, no. our, our team uh, up in Blackpool doing fine work uh, at the darts. And oh, there's yeah. our old mate Fred Doan there. He's handing out a giant cheque to uh, Peter Wright. And yeah. uh, there it is. It's great to see that, you know, in this digital age of Bitcoin, etc. Oh, yeah, no, you the big cheque. That people still like to handle a... There is something about a big cheque. Oh, yeah, of course there is. And yeah. are they legal tender? Can you can you cash them in? Can you take... Well, you can take could, I think you can take them into the can, bank. Yeah, can Snake not? Bite, yeah. uh, can he take those... Uh, can he take that massive cheque into his local barkers mm. and see what they do? It's unlikely, I would think. Yeah. But uh, have you ever got your hands on a big cheque? And in uh, what circumstances? You know what I mean. And in what circumstances? Do let us know, because it's great to see that they have still survived. I'm sure we're going to get a lot of texts on that one. I think you'll be... Look, the phones have gone mad. (laughs) Because all sorts of things, like anybody who's been involved in children in need... If you're yeah. a local branch oh, of yeah, yeah, yeah. TSB, yeah, I mean, just I've done it once. I can't remember in what, but I've the joy of getting your hands on a big check. Oh, it, was, okay, it might have been yeah. here. It might have been when I worked in magazines. But there's something about standing the other side of something like that that's worth money, and and then grinning Tremendous. like an idiot at the camera. So I'm, you know, I'm not saying it's gold. I'm not saying it's England's left-sided problem or who should be the next uh, Tottenham manager. But uh, it will kick us off. Talksport.com. Text eight ten eighty nine. Tweet TS. H&J. We are talking transfers a little bit later on. We're going to be looking at Dominic Calvert-Lewin's new look oh, yes. for the summer. Very nice. And um, also talking to the man who has immortalised Gareth Southgate in ice cream. It's a very good portrait, isn't it? It's excellent. It's excellent, yeah. So if you want some ice cream footballers... Um, what about uh, Nobby Solero, says uh, <laughs> Dario. That's very good, Dario. <laughs> Pedro Cornetto. That's very good, Craig. See, you're much That's better, good. Than, yeah, us at this. better than us. Yeah. Go on, then. Uh, we'll put them to him later. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, after uh, a, a good few weeks, uh, Gareth Southgate has become the coolest Brit. He has uh, topped the table. Yes. And uh, the honour bestowed on him because of that is to be immortalised in ice cream by our next guest. The ice cream artist. I don't know if he works in other mediums. We'll find out. Uh, Nathan Wyburn. Good afternoon, Nathan. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Yeah, lovely. Do you do you work exclusively in ice cream, or is just one string to your bow? There's one string to a very very large bow. Um, I pretty much use anything and everything that I can find around the house, in the supermarket, on the street. I use everything. Yeah. I I mean, I, I really love the portrait. It's great. But I, I would say that it's got more wafers and cones than it has ice cream, really. Well, well because the trouble is ice cream melts, Andy. I don't know if you realise that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, this, uh, Nathan's wants the portrait. If it starts, is that the reason, basically, Nathan? That is pretty much the main reason. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I actually made it on the hottest day of the year last week. <laughs> Um, so the the whole melting situation was one of the main challenges. But you know everybody loves a wafer and some chocolate sauce with their ice cream, so it seemed like the perfect fit. Yeah. Did did, did mm. the company behind this come to you to do this, or had you worked in ice cream before? Yeah, it was um, from the company Food Hub. So mm. they're offering a nice um, ice cream discount because it's World Ice Cream Month. Oh, of course. And yeah, once he popped that poll, once he popped that poll, he seemed like the perfect guy. You know, throughout all of these games, he kept his 
he quite literally kept his cool. So it was, it was perfect, you know, and yeah, I've worked with this company before as well. So it was the perfect fit. So we had a hundred cones used, apparently we're told 50 yeah. scoops of ice cream, three yeah. kilograms of raspberry chocolate and caramel sauce. Well, fair enough. One kilogram, a hundreds and thousands, 75 chocolate flakes and 250 wafers. You did well. Cause there's a bit of a shortage on flakes. I heard Is there? Season, yeah. A bit of a flake shortage. I, I wasn't aware of that. Backlash on that because I I, lo- I love a flake as well and it, it felt very bad using them for that but I did eat some of them at the end as well. That's <laughs> well, the perks of the job. <laughs> I think it's fair yeah. to say. So what's it like? What's it what's it like working in ice cream? Must be a bit of a weird thing to do. It's it's, it's difficult, but you know I've used lots of food over the years from pizzas to to marmite on toast to sweets, you know anything and everything. But the main difficulty with the ice cream is obviously the fact that it melts. But there's so many nice colours, and everybody loves an ice cream on a hot day, so it's really good fun. What the, the sort of surround of the portrait, Gareth's hair and his sort of stubble and everything? What's that in? Is that ice cream as well? That's chocolate sauce mostly oh, with right. ice cream. Right. top of it so it's obviously i use raspberry sauce and caramel sauce as well to get some of the details um but yeah the chocolate sauce works perfectly and it's, it smelled amazing guys i mean it was so sweet yeah was it uh, as a welshman was it a bit galling to be doing the england manager it was a little bit of a yeah sort of gut-wrenching moment but you know it's, it's what i do as an artist so I, you know if, if if wales couldn't win i was you know was gonna go for england you know proud brits as well so yeah. and you yeah. you um is it portraits you mm-hmm. do generally is that your thing portraiture yeah so mm-hmm. anything in pop culture things that are happening currently in the world and in the media sometimes there's a bit of politics in there but without going too deep into it it's always got a bit of a fun element to it as well it makes people smile yeah you've done you've done a few rugby mm-hmm. players as well i see uh, over the years yeah several rugby <laughs> players um gareth thomas being one of them um also uh, darts players like gerwin price fellow welsh boy who obviously won the world darts championship so lots of sport lots of good fun i'm just trying to think now of some ideas for our new olympic gold medalists that we found out this morning so lots mm. of ideas going around in my head oh yes of course that, that'll yeah. be the next stage you did um, eric Cantona in red wine i'm looking down mm, to his, um there's some corkers yeah. here uh you did yeah. Uh, Donald Trump, uh, I don't know what the medium was. He did Boris Johnson, Marmite on Toast. Yes, loving yeah, all politi- yes, political comment yeah, there. Very good, yeah. And uh, yeah, so you've worked in some pretty. Uh, you did uh, Callum Scott Howes, the fine actor um, from It's a Sin. Yeah. We, mo- oh, we yeah. met when we were in Cardiff yeah, the yeah, other yeah. week. You've done him in Coffee, I see. Really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, was, that was a great one. You know, I just try to have fun and make art accessible to everyone as well as, you know, affordable as well. So yeah. to use everyday materials, especially throughout like the lockdown recently, um, when you couldn't go out, I just try to encourage, you know, families to pick up anything and everything thing and and make art and just have a good time with it well people should check you out at nathan wyburn that's w-y-b-u-r-n art on twitter or put your name in they'll find you at nathanwyburn.com look at your previous work as promised then we we did ask the listeners whether there was any other uh, people from the world of football they would like to see immortalized in ice cream so here we go uh, a bit punny obviously dario gave us a nobby solero we Love had uh, Craig give us uh, Petro, uh, Pedro Cornetto. They're the ones we had so far. Kieran Whippier says Joe. Yeah, Quite I've like got that one. Ben and Jerry Francis. That's, that's very good. <laughs> Calippo Inzaghi says Doug. <laughs> yeah. um, all of the Knickerbocker Juniors team says Chris. Uh, Craig Cart Dawson. 
and um, Lolly McMenemy and uh, Harry Cohn, of course, that was from Dave. Yeah. The other one was from Emma. And who else we got? Erling Harlandars from uh, Dave in Manchester. Harlandars. <laughs> Mini Harlandars. Uh, uh, it doesn't really work. No, uh, Mini Milcom McDonald. I'm not sure that works either. Um, Stuart Rip. Uh, Stuart Ripple of uh, Blackburn in England. Stuart Ripley, of course. And uh, uh, Chris gives us Magnum's Headman. Thank you very much. We've exhausted those. We'll leave those with you. Uh, yeah, there's plenty for me to get on with. There this. is, yeah. Cheers, Nathan. Thanks very much. <laughs> and, of Thank course, you, the, the artist, Ice Cream Van Gogh. <laughs> Ice Cream Van Gogh, of course. Uh, that's uh, that's marvellous. So, there we go. Go and Office. check it out. Nathan Wyburn there, the artist. Uh, Gareth Southgate in Ice Cream. So many honours. He was looking for a knighthood. He's got an ice cream portrait. <laughs> oh, fair enough. So, uh, so there we are. Um, did you see, by the way, that uh, Dominic... We know that Dominic Calvert-Lewin is a bit of a star council, a bit of a close horse. Yeah, he is, yeah. In fact, mm. um, he has been working, we understand, quite recently um, with Harry Styles' stylist, uh, a guy that has um, been looking after Harry Styles. Um, it's a bloke It's a bloke called Harry Lambert. He's a style guru, much like yourself. Really? Okay, yeah. And he's been uh, working with Dominic... It's got a bit of an odd look, Harry Styles. It's got, it involves pearls and things like that. It does, it? yeah. Dominic Calvert-Lewin, he's uh, seated there, he's on holiday, and he's got a kind of... A, a, an Everton blue clutch bag is the best way to put Very it, nice, really. Yeah. It's like, uh, like your mum's on an evening out. And he, he looks a bit like Victor Lewis Smith, the well-known social commentator and TV <laughs> reviewer <laughs> there. Really... So Dominic Calvert-Lewin, he's, he's got... Uh, he's got kind of locks now, a pair of dark glasses, yeah. and what looks like a light blue blouse. So, nice, um, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a cutting edge of fashion at uh, Goodison Park. I've noticed, uh, I always look to look at these things, they list mm. all the people who have been called to the bar. Oh, yeah. It's a long list of people who've qualified. Alan Brazil. No, I look for, always look for a sporting one. I found a brilliant one here. This is and this is all one name. This is all one person because it's all commas and everything you can mm. tell. This is uh, congratulations to Kelechi, Ian St. John Cross, Noah Boise. That's I, my reckoning. That's uh, that's at least three football names. Yeah, in there. that's his name, is it? Uh, yeah, <clears throat> Kelechi, and uh, obvious Ian St John, and then John Cross. John right? Cross, you've got to have a system. They're yeah. all in there. So clearly, the Ian St John was put in there by a, a Liverpool loving parent. I, I suppose guess. so. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, sorry, well, uh, I've got a mate who's called Ian after Ian St John, but not Ian St John. That is, that is really going for <laughs> that's it. That's good. Isn't it? Isn't it? The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. The Talk Sport Clips of the Week. Oh, yes, from July slash August 2009. Oh, yeah, These are okay. Clips of the Week mm. pewter. Um, as they went out that week at that time. And we've just dusted a few off for you. Andy, why don't you kick us off? We begin with Adam Brazil. Surprise, surprise. And a bizarre question for his guest. Tony Daly joins us now, of course, fitness coach, conditioning coach at the Wolves. Tony, very good morning. Morning, Tony. Morning, Alan. Morning, Ronnie. Tony, how are you doing? Uh, it's going to be very warm, southeast, thirty-one degrees. I'm just thinking of Wimbledon. Andy Murray, he looked absolutely cream cracker. He's conditioned his body really, really well. Tony, he's muscled up. Uh, he's much, much fitter, and that seen him through. Uh, seen him through. Excuse me, against Varenka over five sets. Uh, what was it oh, four hours or something on court? Fantastic. Will he recover, Tony? Can he recover with just one day, you know? A good lay-in. He fed himself up well. A good sleep. He's back on court yesterday practising. Can he be all right today or does it really take much out of you? 
<laughs> I used to play on the wing for Villa. <laughs> it was a long Don't question, ask me. wasn't it? Um, <laughs> was a long question. Uh, this is a caller to Andy Townsend and Mike Parry. Well, let's speak to mm. Craig, uh, who's in London. Good morning, Craig. Oh, hi there, mate. Yeah, hi, Craig. Uh, I want to talk about the difference between uh, the NHS here and overseas healthcare. Right. Uh, here is the it's a free service. It's beautiful, mate. Sorry. It's on the moon. What's going on there? Who better to ask about NHS healthcare than Mike Parry and Andy Townsend? Yes, that's right. Yes, a, a natural fit. What's next? Sticking with the correspondence. Here's Mike Parry with an email. Email here, and this comes from uh, I think it's Dave the Gooner. Uh, so, I beg your pardon, it's Saeed. Oh, it's an easy mistake to make. <laughs> Saeed, Dave the Gooner, they do sound very similar. Um, this is an early appearance on Talksport from Darren Goff coming up with Andy very shortly with an update on that year's ashes. The covers are on. We can't see the pitch, but the covers, the pitch is covered in in um, in, in covers. It's absolutely covered. Well, it's, well, it's <laughs> can't covered, argue really. I wonder what you're going to say there. Goff is covered in something. Um, it doesn't sound a day older, does he? doesn't sound any different. It's great, isn't it? It's incredible. Staying with Goffy, here he is with an Ashes update for Andy Townsend and Mike Parry. And a Siddle, first Ashes game, and he's charging in at Papara, and it's great to watch. Great stuff, Goffy. Thank you. We'll be back down to uh, with Jack and to, mm-hmm. and to Darren Goff shortly, but we've got Neil Sadaka in the studio with us. Neil, have. did you like that good Yorkshire accent there? Absolutely. Hey? That final, the Wimbledon final, with yeah. Roger Federer and Andy Roddick mm. was a sensational. Yeah. <laughs> Wrong sport. That's really, do you want to ask Tony Daly? it takes me. <laughs> nice long question from Alan. Join him in now. Neil Sadaka. Neil, your nose must be sore. So, yeah. Um, so Breaking up, you know, hard to do. You know, it must be hard to do. Is it hard to do, Neil? <laughs> also talking cricket was Ronnie Arani, who had a question for his guest, the former Essex bowler, Don Topley. Don't worry about that, son. Uh, <laughs> what about um, with Monty, Don? Monty Don? <laughs> well, the pitch would be all right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, would be a great pitch. Yeah. Uh, here's Pete Abbott with the sports news having a bit of a deepest depth moment. Wigan's defenders, Titus, Titus Bramble and Emerson Boyth. Emerson Boyth. Boyth. Emerson Boyth. Beautiful. <laughs> it's Ian Wright on drive now talking about English football. We've got a different kind of um, tempo to our game. And that's what we've got to c- concentrate on now. If we can let players realise that, you know, that, that get least amount of touches, let Ronaldo's and Rubinho's and that do the 20 million leg overs. <laughs> we'll leave it there, <laughs> yes, Wrighty. I mean, should, really. um, back to cricket and Jason Cundy. It's not the real deal. If Test Match Cricket died out of the game, cricket would finish. Uh, Jack Bannister was spot on. Jack Bannister. For all, your Bannister all your Bannister needs. <laughs> yeah. one, one last one from Adam Brazil. He's got some breaking news. Uh, Michael oh. Vaughan, about, we, we feel that Michael, it's imminent that he will announce his retirement from all kinds of rugby, not just international. <laughs> all kinds of rugby. He's got to keep playing cricket. He just won't play rugby. But he played very little rugby before, so that won't be a massive difference. And finally, here he is, he, Paul and Andy, the voice of golf, Bob Bubka, with a classic anecdote, an- anecdote, classic anecdote, should I say, yes. for Jason Cundy. One of the early years of working on Talk Sport, and you get a kick out of this, I went over to Germany and we were going to do an event over there. And I was told that uh, Jeffrey Boycott, uh, the legendary uh, cricket player, would uh, would be coming over. And uh, I was alerted to the fact that, you know, his uh, ego 
Uh, <laughs> sli- slightly large. Uh, so I get introduced to Jeffrey, and quickly he said, boy, I sure like to take a look at this kid, Tiger Woods. So I said, come on, he's on the range right now, Jeffrey. So we walk down there. Tiger takes one, two, okay. three swings. Go ahead. I was just going to say, let's just, just expand on Tiger. Going into it as the favorite, is that the way you see it? Oh, yeah, he's an uh, overwhelming favourite. Yeah, killed the anecdote, Killed Jay. it completely. Absolutely What's killed. Absolutely killed the anecdote, Jason. Oh, we'll it, never know was now. going down the road. What would have happened? What, maybe the listeners want to finish what happened when <laughs> Jeffrey met Tiger. Because now we'll never know. We'll never know. What happened? Somebody said, I don't know if somebody was in, in Jason's ear saying, go and get in there and ask him a question. Well, this could be, yeah, I don't know what it I was. I could have put in that with a stick of rhubarb. He probably would have said that. Call yourself a golfer. So, uh, there we are. We'll have a few more of those clips of the week pewter. Uh, for you around the same time next week. Um, Andy, do you have anything for yeah, us? Yes, that was very enjoyable, wasn't it? Uh, there's been a lot of controversy about the, the fact that the BBC don't have all the rights to the Olympics as they've always had in the past, and it, it's gone yeah. to Eurosport. Well, Dan because Walker, they, too, I yeah. mean, they've obviously had a bit of heat because Dan Walker felt the need to explain well, why. It, you can see, because in yeah. the you know they can only show two events at once, and of course at the early stages of the, the Games, there's lots of good things, and normally they'd be hopping around all over the place, and of course they can't do that. And they can't but, put stuff on, no. on the red button or on online. But I love the, the fact that they Somebody was writing about it this morning and saying that uh, Discovery outbid the BBC, uh, offering uninterrupted access to all events on Eurosport. I was thinking, well, it's not really uninterrupted. I was watching the uh, cycling this morning because that was, it wasn't on BBC, it was only on mm. Eurosport. And it kept going to a break about every 10 minutes. It was really annoying. So it's not really uninterrupted. It's, it's a shame, really. The Olympics should be beyond this, really. It should be, belong to everybody, but, you know. What are you, why are you going to do? The, I don't know if you saw this, Andy. The England fans who were affected by the security breaches at the European uh, Championship final will mm. be offered tickets for other events as a bit of a sorry from Wembley. And look, it's a nice touch, the fact that they've acknowledged it. They said it could be a cup final, could be an England World Cup qualifier, mm. could be an NFL game or maybe even a concert. But, you know, seeing Guns and Roses is not the same as seeing England in a Euro <laughs> not final. Really, no. <laughs> um, uh, so, look, and it's a nice touch and it's better than, than sort of washing your hands of it. But nothing's really ever going to make up you, for that. You just, I'm hearing so many tales from people who went, whose day was spoiled by these people. They yeah. really are appalling. What are you going to do? Yeah, I think um, you'll probably find you won't be able to get quite as close to Wembley to no. have a bit of a party if you haven't got a ticket from now on. And no, I think probably it's going to change. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the pandemic, apparently, has been causing an increase in dreaming and people remembering them. Does that mean there's an increase in people boring you to oh, death yeah. by recounting them in every single detail? Yeah. And you're just going, it's a dream. It's a dream. It's not true. I'm not interested. <laughs> uh, Adele uh, was uh, snap wearing a football shirt. Did you see that? Um, oh, Adele. Sorry. Yeah. I Adele. No, not, I don't know who Adele is. Adele is. Yeah. <laughs> so, Adele, the singer. Several blokes called Adele wearing football shirts, <laughs> yeah. I'd imagine. Yeah. Or Adele. Yeah. But no, this was Adele. <laughs> Um, uh, no, the Adele, not yeah, Adele. Adele, 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 the Adele. Yeah, she hasn't this, got a last name. That's no, Adele, isn't that's it? That's it. Yeah, yeah. Well, she has. I mean, she, she yeah, has but she's last. known, you know, Ooh, Trevor Brooking. You know, but she's anyway, known as Adele. You get the idea. You know, yeah. It was Adele, and uh, she was wearing a football shirt. Yeah. I thought. Whose shirt is that? Couldn't it looked a bit like a, a Fabian Barthez Manchester United goalkeeper's shirt. Yeah. But what it actually is, it is a it's a fashion 
shirt. Is it uh, Balenciaga? Is it the fashion? Oh, really? Yeah, they they did it. I think they've, they did it. They've become very trendy in young. A lot of footballers, and you can you know you'll see these white t-shirts with just Balenciaga. And it was absolute fortune. Now know? this this thing is about eight hundred and twenty-five quid. I looked um, at it online. It's it's they've got it's down to seven hundred because it's like last year's oh, kit. Okay, yeah, fine. Imagine that though. All the kids, <laughs> all the rich parents saying, you know, not another eight hundred and twenty-five pound to buy this year's shirt. It's all, t- but yeah, it's eight hundred and twenty-five quid for a fairly nondescript football shirt. She should get. She's from Tottenham. Get herself a nice Tottenham. Get yourself a Tottenham, Tottenham, Tottenham away. Tottenham away. That new one. It's, yeah. it's a stunner, isn't it? Uh, now I like a bit of column fodder. It's an occasional thing that I have where mm. I pick up something in a column that somebody's just written for the sake of it. They've got to fill the the column inches, so they've come up with this one. And this yeah. was in the in the mail yesterday. Uh, headline: It's official. Brown bread really is dead. Uh, last week, the writer said, "I went in search of some brown bread to serve with butter and shrimps." A plain <laughs> freshly baked wholemeal tin. Could I find one anywhere? Nope, that's a lie. Sourdough, oh yes. Endless sourdough, seeded rye, gluten-free, organic focaccia, of course. Chewy, morsy, French poulain, for sure. But a plain, easy-to-slice brown, one step up from supermarket hovis, is endangered a species as checkered skipper butterfly. You think, that's just not true. I could take you to about 500 shops that will sell you a loaf of brown bread. You'll see it everywhere. I'm not having that. It's not true, is it? It has to be built on that. It reminds me of the time when the uh, British Rail Trolley went past and you said in the Arthur Smith style, although you didn't mean it, you said, whatever happened to plain crisps? And then the bloke said, I've got about 10 packs here, mate. Do you want one? Yeah, I wouldn't open with it, Andy. Uh, It wasn't particularly good. And uh, I pass this on in good faith because there may be some listeners out there who have been frightened to take a library book back. They may have taken a book out years ago and they're thinking, if they go back now, cost them about 10 grand. Could do, yeah. But um, I didn't know until I read the day in the Metro, so I'll pass this on in good faith. Statute of limitations. There is. They've brought one in. Um, So they have decided, because they'd rather have the books back than it turn into an ongoing war, apparently they have capped the fee. um, What do you reckon it is, the fee, to taking back a book? I mean, this is a book that was 62 years old (laughs) in a Newcastle Central Library. 50 quid? A bit less than that. Yeah. It's quite, I mean, it's, look, it's 50. Fifteen quid. Fifteen quid. So oh, yeah, you know, if you've had the book fifty-two years, you can't complain. Fees are capped at fifteen quid, mm. and uh, and they've been suspended in the pandemic. But there we are. I passed that on in good faith because I had no idea. Uh, that was what was going on. This story about Tom Cruise taking up darts seems a bit spurious to me. <laughs> yeah, it does. Even you saying it does. Yeah, source says Tom has really loved being in Britain this time, although filming was a nightmare. A dartboard was probably the next natural step as he turns himself into an honorary English. He knows darts are a staple an of English pubs. Honourable English. Honourable Englishman. Oh, OK. That's honourable English. <laughs> yeah, you said he turned himself into an honourable English. He's not even English, mate. We're not even speaking English. <laughs> I can't believe this. They've got to get him doing the news one day, John. I don't see him playing uh, Michael Van Gerwen in the final at Ali Pally somehow, yeah. but there we go. Apparently he's really into it. Good. Great news. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon show. The hiccup, Sandy, stood up quite well. Yeah, it was pretty it was quite, good, actually. Yeah, yeah. I think it was just a small pocket of wind. It wasn't the full, <laughs> the full hiccups, was it? Could and, have been worse. Uh, I'll be back on Friday when, by which time, my natto beans will have arrived. Oh, good. Fantastic. Don't bring my smell of feet and cheese. You (laughs) need to be listening last week. Anyway, um, Charlie Baker with me uh, tomorrow. I hope you can join us. If not, podcasts will be available, as always, at around five. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.